Hello everyone, this is Austin with Sports for All Talk Show. Sports for All Talk Show. Everything sports, everything now, stay gold. As a reminder, please give me a follow on Instagram. It's sports, the number four, all talk show, as well as Twitter. We are expanding and I recently have gotten hired by NFLFanBlitz.com as a NFL sports writer, more specifically, it is for the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite team. I do at least two articles, professional articles, per week. And it is edited by the editorial team. And it will be posting on the internet as well as the fan page. Shout out to that. For those of you that don't know, this is an important week in the NBA season. It is the trade deadline week. It just passed yesterday, which is why I'm going to give some thoughts and evaluations on some of the big time trades that happened. I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of these couple big time trades, as well as how it's going to affect the standings later on in the year. But I'm not going to do every single trade that happened way too much work i don't have enough time for that and quite honestly not a lot of you want to hear about a second round swap and cash considerations some of you don't even know what that means so as a result i'll spare you that time i'll get right into it but the big thing here is a couple big moves were made out in the eastern conference The Western Conference helped out the Eastern Conference a lot in these couple trades, I will say. Let's get right into the Philadelphia 76ers, who I think improved their stock almost the most out of any NBA team during this trade deadline. Well, what did they get, Austin? Let me tell you. They added James Ennis, a good role player, swing player, slasher. I would say, small forward slash shooting guard, Jonathan Simmons, not too much of a scrub, he's a good perimeter defender, again, I would say he's a slasher, not a great scorer, but he really can put the ball in the bucket, Boban Marvanovic, I'm huge on him, I call him the ogre, now that's not a knock on him, it's not me trying to make fun of him, he's just the biggest animal known to man. He is huge, ladies and gentlemen. I I believe I'd have to check up on this, but he's above 7 foot 4. That is insane. 270 pounds. Definitely a rim protector, a great backup for Joel Embiid. Honestly, they can rest him a little bit more because no one's coming in the paint with Boban. And if you got scoring around him, he's a very dangerous role player. He was starting to play really well with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have Mike Scott undersized for the power forward position but let me tell you he is a great scorer and he can stretch the perimeter good role player slash bench warmer pickup for philadelphia you need that scoring now they got malachi richardson also a younger guy i really don't think he's going to crack the lineup too much but you know what he's good depth a first round pick And that first round pick is not a scrub because I'll tell you who they traded in a minute. 
Now you have two second rounders as well, which they can use for cap relief in the upcoming draft. Or you know what? Get those two second rounders and you never know. Invest internationally. Philadelphia has been doing pretty well with their draft picks. Now what did they trade, Austin? I got you. Landry Shamit, young guard, very good, talented. He went to Los Angeles. Now he he might be the deciding factor in that trade, but I really don't think it matters because I'm I'm I didn't tell you one player that they didn't get. And there's a reason why. He's the big time guy. He is the big four, the newest addition to their dream team that they're trying to form. And they got him from Los Angeles because they traded their young Landry Shamit. They trained they traded Wilson Chandler, a very respectable veteran in this league who can still contribute. He's on a one-year deal, but hey, Los Angeles could re-sign him. They traded Mike Malaska, who I'll get into on my next segment, but he actually got traded again. But they traded him to Los Angeles. They traded a first-round pick to Los Angeles. And they traded two second-round picks. They also traded Markel Folks. They finally kicked the can on that project. Hey, he was picked number one. It was officially a bust. At least they're getting a first-round pick back from Orlando. Now, as far as is it, is it this year, Austin, or is it next year? It's probably a future first-rounder. I haven't got the details on that from my sources, but my sources told me Orlando definitely traded a first-round pick for Markel Folks. Great move by Orlando. I think Philadelphia got what they could for Markel, so I'm not going to give them too horrible of a grade on that because they also traded one of their first-rounders away, and it might be a good one. It was Miami's first-round pick. They traded it to Los Angeles. Now, Los Angeles gave up a good, very good player in Tobias Harris. He's actually very undervalued, I would say. But Los Angeles was not going to re-sign him anyway, so I think that was a great move. They're building for their future, and they're doing it in a great way. They have room for two cap-sized players as far as the max contract. Now, I keep talking about the Clippers, not the Lakers. Let me specify on that. The Lakers, they only have room for one unless they traded their young guns. But... Clippers are doing great for their future. I like what Jerry West is doing. I don't like it at the same time because I'm a Laker fan. But Philadelphia got Tobias Harris, and that makes a big four. And you know what? It's an insurance policy for if Jimmy Butler leaves. And a little bit of a drama attention gabber, I think Jimmy Butler will leave Philadelphia unless they get really close for a championship this year. That can change his mind. But... I think this trade immediately puts Philadelphia at one of the top seeds in the East. Now, I know they already are competing, but you know what? They have the Celtics, the Bucks, who got better as well, and I'll get into that quick little trade that worked out great for the Bucks. And the Raptors, they made some huge news, and they got a declining player, but you know what? He's still a superstar in this league the Toronto Raptors. Let's get into that right now. I was excited when this news broke. I was a little bit hurt because I'm a Laker fan. I thought we could have somehow got 
Mark Gasol. It would have been great. A great story. Kobe got Pow, won a championship. LeBron gets Mark, their brothers, the Gasol brothers, Spain brothers. Hey, it would have been great. I also don't like the move as a Laker fan because this makes Kawhi Leonard's team a lot better. And it could make him stay. It's a very dangerous move. Now, Toronto can re-sign Marcus Gasol for probably even cheaper than what his contract is in the offseason, I believe. I don't think he has a player option. I could be wrong. Toronto added Marcus Gasol and some cash considerations. Big whoop. Marcus Gasol is the big one. So, they traded Giannis Valanciunas, a good young center, to the Grizzlies. They traded Dellen Wright, CJ Miles, Malachi Richardson, who actually ended up in Philadelphia, two second rounders, and that's it. That's not a lot to pay for Marcus Hall. Great move by Toronto Raptors. I think they probably almost got the best trade grade in my book. I like what Philadelphia did. I think they were third. The second place is Toronto Raptors. And the first place, I'll get into that on my next podcast. But some more Eastern Conference trades that happened, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the Chicago Bulls getting a lot better. But why? They're not going to compete this year. They're building for their future. They got a younger player, which is good. He's overpaid. And they didn't even trade that much for him. But aren't you supposed to be tanking if you're Chicago? I don't understand it 100%. I think it was a good trade for them. They got a good young player. One that they probably couldn't have gotten in free agency. They got Otto Porter Jr. from the Washington Wizards. And Washington gets better because they got Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis. But they both play the same position. It was the same struggle that Chicago had. They opened up their roster more for Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Markkinen because they traded the power forward slash center combo that those two players were. Oh, by the way, they also traded a second round pick. Again, big whoop. Second rounders usually don't pan out in the NBA. Risky move by Chicago. I understand why they made it. They need another player to pair next to Zach Levine and their young core. They're all going to build together. Hey, the future could be promising in Chicago again. Now, the other team that is a Eastern Conference contender, they got better, ladies and gentlemen. They got... Are you waiting for me? The Milwaukee Bucks got Nikolai Miracic. And that was a great move. They didn't have to give up much. They went in in on a three-team trade with the Detroit Pistons. They traded Stanley Johnson and Jason Smith, who they got, the Milwaukee Bucks. They traded them, which they got from the Detroit Pistons, to the New Orleans Pelicans. I know it's I know it's a hot mess here. That follow me there. Follow me. But they got Nikolai Miracic and the Pelicans punted on him because they knew they wouldn't re-sign him in the offseason, blah blah blah. To me, it was a great move. Milwaukee was brilliant in the process. And you know what? They're gonna get a lot better. 
And I think it's a move that really helps them going forward, trying to win the Eastern Conference. Now, will that put them over the top? Probably not. I don't think Giannis has enough help, but they have a really good, well-rounded team. And I think it was a great move for Milwaukee. As far as what they had to give up, they didn't have to give up too much. Milwaukee is a team that really has good depth, and they are going to compete against the Boston Celtics, Toronto Raptors, and of course, the Philadelphia 76ers, who have probably the best team on paper. Not a huge believer in Boston right now, because it's mainly Kyrie Irving, and the bunch of other guys, they need to step up. They are younger, Gordon Hayward's older, but he doesn't look the same from his injury. He's actually looking like he's a little bit overpaid. So I'm not giving it to Boston. I'm not giving it to Toronto either. I know they added Marcus All, and I know Kawhi Leonard's amazing. He is. I want him on the Lakers. I'm just not a huge believer day in and day out with Kyle Lowry. I think he can be shut down. He's not the tallest point guard. Ben Simmons could probably shut him down with Philadelphia. Now, I promised you one more trade, and I will get to that right now. And that's the Orlando Magic making big moves here. Hey, it's risky, but I love it. When do you get to trade for the first pick in the NBA draft? Now, they got them for a lot lower value. Maybe they overpaid a little bit, but they did trade a first rounder to the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I believe, like I was saying earlier, I think it's a a future first, so it shouldn't affect them too much right now because they don't have the best team right now. If they traded their first rounder this year, hey, that would make a little more sense. So Orlando's projecting that they're going to be better in the future, which often teams do. But it's a big move. It's a bold future move. And they don't know for sure if he will even play the rest of the year. They're going to treat this as a long-term thing. He's only 21 years of age, I believe. He just turned 21. A great move for Orlando. You have Markel Folks as a future, possibly. You have, and when he's healthy, he was a first pick in the draft, mind you. Go look at his college tape. It's amazing. So I think it's worth the gamble. Again, they didn't spend the first pick in the draft. They spent possibly maybe a 15th. Not too bad. And that's in the future. I'm projecting here. Don't quote me on that. Hit me up in two years if that's when the pick actually is. Then I'll tell you where that pick is going to (laughs) be. But as of right now, Philadelphia got what they could for them. And you know what? Orlando has a young piece for the future to go along with Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, who I'm not huge on like a lot of people are. Really don't think he will develop. Could be a bust, but hey, they're trying here. Orlando's trying what they can, and then possibly in the future they'll get some cap relief and maybe go out and get a big free agent if they can. That's it for today. I promised you three big time trades in the Eastern Conference with the top three teams and they pretty much pretty much did it now Boston definitely is a top three team in the Eastern Conference they didn't make any big time moves it was mainly Philadelphia Toronto 
and Milwaukee. Milwaukee got like, you know, a, a good role player slash starter, but I really think it helps them push them more closer to the top seed in the Eastern Conference. It's interesting. It's awesome. There's a lot more trades to cover, and I will get into the biggest, boldest move of the NBA trade deadline. No, it was not the Los Angeles Lakers like many of you were expecting. It was two teams, one from the Eastern Conference that is really rebuilding, and then one from the Western Conference that is rebuilding as well. But they traded away a superstar. More on that to come. The podcast will be up tomorrow for that big time trade. I'll also go in depth on a little bit more. But that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen, from the trade deadline. Once again, this is Austin with Sports for All Talk Show. Sports, the number four all talk show. I'm broadcasting live from Northern California in Chico, to be exact. I'm not at KCSC Radio, but stay tuned next week. I will be live with them. It is the offseason with KCSC Radio, but you know what? We will be up and live probably in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Stay gold.